await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. You could pop us a follow on Spotify, or if you really, really like us, you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And so with all that said, and with all that out the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir i'm doing fantastic how are you doing joe uh i'm doing pretty fantastic as well because i just turned the lights on and guess what (laughs) it's the trophy room awards we announced it uh late november it's finally here the voting is closed over 1900 of you have voted for what is your game of the year what your best or favorite performances were, your favorite indies, and 20-plus other awesome categories here. Um, and yeah, this is it. The big moment. It's finally here. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Before we get into all the awards and how the awards are going to work, how are your your thoughts on 2021? Because walking in, uh, you know, I saw some people over the weekend going, eh, this year is meh. How do, how do you feel about those I, comments? Uh, th- those people who say uh, meh, I feel have one or two like franchises that they play nonstop and yeah. they don't really branch out from that because 2021 has been filled with terrific games from January until December. Like it has been nonstop uh, all throughout the year. Um, 2021 has been fantastic. I feel the last two years have been um probably my favorite two in mm-hmm. in my years as a video game player um and it looks like there's no end in sight because 2022 looks like it's going to continue that trend yeah i think 2019 was a pretty you know good year not the yeah. best year mm-hmm. right but like 2021 you had like you know final fantasy 7 you had the last of us part two you had ghost of tsushima one of the games of the generation and like all these great games month in month out and this year hasn't been a slouch either there's just no last of us two type game out here and what i love about this year is that because there's not this you know magnum opus like game that is like a last of us or you know red dead or whatever god of war you're now gonna have a much more competitive year where i i feel like because we haven't even seen the results of what our audience have uh, wrote in with I actually think you're going to see different games win different categories and not just it be one game after the other, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So that said, before we get into the award show and how it's going to work, I do want to mention one thing, Kyle. What's that? Activision Blizzard isn't here. Yeah, of course not. Simply put, it's not due to anybody's, you know, creativity or anybody that works there per se it's just the fact that that management harbors toxic work environments and we don't want to stand for that and we know that their workers don't want to stand for it because they've walked out over four times now and so instead of you know giving activision blizzard a shout out here i will shout out the activision blizzard king workers alliance that just formed link down below if you want to throw a dollar or two to some people in need as they help fight and push for better working environments 
in Activision Blizzard. So that's what we want to say that we condemn all types of toxicity, harassment in any forms. As you all know, here at the Trophy Room, it's a place where we celebrate everyone, all the devs, no matter who you are. So we love you. We appreciate you. Keep fighting the good fight, folks out there. Absolutely. That said as well, before we get into the rules and such, it's time for our Patreon pitch. Of course, we want to thank all of our patrons. This is a celebration in the year that has been 2021, and y'all have helped us out tremendously. It's the reason why we look so good, sound so great. It's because your generosity over at the PS Trophy Room uh, Patreon. So I want to thank our newest members, Foolish Fuji at the Silver Tier, Strubles and Bits at the Gold Tier, Any Day Now at the Silver Tier, Tom Roper at the Silver Plus Tier, and Kevin Mitchell, who upgraded to the Silver Plus Tier. Thank you all to our newest and upgraded members. Thank you. I want to thank our Platinum Producers, Todd Burwitz, Too Soon, and Toxic. I want to thank our Gold Members, Brad Presnell, Gavin Gottfried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Robbie Bobby Miller, and Fiona I want to thank our Silver Plus tier members. Hide indoors. Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just right. JB the Purple Monkey. Jettis Von Metal. Tim Ulf. Justin Rodriguez. Awesome Dave. Cypher Primus. Captain Logan. Todd Roper again. Brendan Zachary. Rick Arrington. Dewane Raksha. Mannix. The Good Sir. Trucker Sloth. And of course, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. Thank you all. Present, future, past patrons. We're at this point because of you. Absolutely. And it's been fantastic. Now, finally. That list, man. It always gets me. It's it's nuts. <laughs> when it's I so see humbling. followers and, and listener counts, and I'm yeah, just like, what, what did we break? <laughs> are, you, are you us? us I, like, uh, you, you sure about that? It's, yeah, I don't know. Oh, me? Okay. All right, fine. Uh, it's time to square up the awards. And before we do, we just want to thank everybody who retweeted, followed, liked all of our posts. We know we bombarded you a shit ton, mm-hmm. especially the developers out there. We just want to show love and appreciation of what you guys and gals and people do there. Absolutely. So to to me, thank you all so much for really sharing and putting in the good word because this yeah. is the most popular awards we've ever been or ever, ever had. Yeah. And Kyle, so much so that Marvel broke this award show. <laughs> You, they they certainly did, and talk about a moment in my life where I have to pinch myself yeah. that uh, th- that a thing I did was seen by somebody at Marvel. Who? Yeah. My God! <laughs> Shout out! Shout out! Bill Shout Roseman. out! Yeah, and yeah. To, just to add to what Joe was saying, like the reason we do this is to celebrate the devs because video games are uh, our favorite hobby and something Mm -hmm. that we hold near and dear to our hearts. And we know just how hard it is to make a game and, and how much sacrifice that the developers uh, make in order to produce these things for us to play. Um, So we're beyond thankful. And so thank you to everyone that's on this list winners or not. We, uh, we love you all so very much. Yeah. And just because Marvel skewed the vote, we did have to change the voting a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So how how is the voting going to work, uh, Joe, for people who don't know? So how this award show is going to work is that I, myself, have one singular vote. Kyle has one singular vote. And the tiebreaker vote, or just an extra vote out there, is the audience vote. So if, let's just say, Kyle and the audience vote a game in to be the winner of that category, well, that game wins. If we're all split on a game, well, Kyle, it's going to be a coin flip. And that person then has to change their vote to something else. Mm -hmm. 
All right, they're then the deciding factor. So that's how it's going to work. Pretty simple, three votes, tiebreaker, all that stuff. And honestly, it's all about having fun and having a good yeah. time. So yeah. that said, Kyle, let's mm-hmm. get into the first category. First off, 20 plus categories. Whew. Pat ourselves on the back here. Hey. And with that, Kyle, let's get into the first category of the night, which is best multiplayer game. Take it away. For best multiplayer game, the nominees are Knockout City from Volan Studios, Deathloop from Arcane Studios, Back for Blood, Turtle Rock Studios, and It Takes Two from Hazelight Studios. Wow. Talk about some 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 really different games out there, yeah, Kyle. They, they're, they all serve a different purpose when it comes to multiplayer. Yeah. And for the most part, a lot of them, like Back for Blood, It Takes Two, uh, not Deathloop, sorry, um, are cooperative. And then like games like Knockout City as well are like, yeah, they're competitive, but very team-based. Yeah. There's no like traditional like Call of Duty or like Battlefield game up here. And that's what I really like about this multiplayer uh, mm-hmm. category. So you're not a big multiplayer guy. I'm not, no. But if there's a game out there that you dig, that you think gets the spotlight what game do you think should get this win? Yeah, I I would give my my singular vote to Knockout City. Yeah, um, that is out of these games the one that I did put the most time into, and I just I love the game of dodgeball, and to put that into a video game form and have it be as intuitive and fun to play and and curving the ball around obstacles and being able to block and catch and. Every time you catch and have a volley, the ball goes faster and faster. Like it's super, super fun. The style is incredible. So yeah, my vote will go to Knockout City. So surprisingly enough, Kyle. Yeah. I would say Knockout City as well. I would. But I'd be remiss if I actually did not give this to Haze Light and it takes two. Because though I really do like Knockout City and it does something mm-hmm. a bit different with multiplayer, there is something about Knockout or sorry, something about It Takes Two where it's platforming based and you have to think so differently when you're making that type of platforming uh, game when there's yeah. a cooperative element. And plus where it's a focus on couch co-op. That's really awesome as well. So Mm -hmm. to me, I think actually from what I've played of It Takes Two with not just the story that they tell, but really more of the platforming elements and how there is so much emphasis on cooperative and seeing what your your partner's doing and how to help them with a puzzle or how they help you with a platforming Mm -hmm. element. I'd be remiss if I say It Takes Two is probably the most original out of all these games. Oh, yeah, for sure. And nails its elements extremely well. So yeah. I think my vote goes with Knockout City. And and shout out to <laughs> it takes two. <laughs> and shout out to Hazelight for including a, a second code. Yeah. Because uh you have to play this co-op and, and and so if you have a buddy, you could just send the code and and buy it one time. Like that's yeah. super that's super great. That's awesome. Yeah. And that said, look at us. We're already split. The first oh, category no. of the night. Uh-oh, audience, what do you got for us? The audience has picked, the audience has chosen, and the winner is, Kyle. It takes two. Congratulations. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> yeah, I, that's, <laughs> Are you going to say that after every winner? I think so. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> no, seriously, congratulations. He's like Huge on the friends. win. Um, definitely well worth it. All right, Kyle. Yes. Here's one that now, and another one, but like it's flipped. Oh, yeah. You know a lot about this. Uh huh. I don't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. So, best sports game. Take it away, Kyle. The follow- following nominees for best sports games. Sports game is R. Oh my God, R. I'm so I'm so nervous. Uh, <laughs> Riders Republic from Ubisoft. MLB The Show 21 from San Diego Studios. Knockout City from Volan Studios and F1 2021 from Codemasters. Kyle, Joe, I know nothing of sports. Yeah, but um, technically, technically, Knockout City is a sports game because it's dodgeball. Yeah. So I'm 110% going Knockout City here, and that's a that's a wise choice. I'm not yeah. going to fault you for that, but if anyone. Who has listened to the show this Kyle. year? Kyle. Know anything about me? Kyle. I have put well over 150 hours into one of these games. That is MLB The Show 21. Uh, MLB The Show, year in and year out, is the best sports game around. Uh, the way San Diego Studios nails everything from a baseball fan standpoint, um, they deserve. Uh, way more recognition for what they do that they currently receive um, from Diamond Dynasty, where uh, you can earn packs to to get new players for your team in game, and they are red- readily um, putting in new cards, new players, and events and things to do. Um, I am pretty blown away what by this year's offering. Um, it was it's, it's so much fun. Um, so mm-hmm. MLB The Show 21, hands down, is my best sports game of this year. Kyle, this is a nuts. This is this is nuts because the audience has chosen. This this is I feel like the one I have the most stakes in. So I have my fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> the audience has chosen Riders Republic. Whoa, as the best sports game. Okay. Which has which has me flummoxed. Because that that to me came out of nowhere. It is yeah. a game that's fantastic. It was fun. Yeah, from what I played, don't, it's fantastic. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But to think that we are already all split. Oh no. And here's oh, the no. kicker. Here's the kicker, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a coin on you? I don't have a coin. I on don't you. have a coin. Wait, hold on, I might. You're gonna make me flip. Yeah, do, do the flip. I'll be heads. Uh, you be t- or I'll be tails. I will be, like out of the Sonic group. Tails is my favorite. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. All right, All you right. have the coin on you. I have the coin. Okay, so your heads, I'm tails. I'm heads. No, your heads, I'm tails. No, I'm tails. Your heads. Oh god. And I trust you because you're the most truthfulness out there. It is tails. Oh, so okay, so that means I'm gonna be the show. No, that's you. Damn it. <laughs> knockout City. All right, that's fine. Hey, Knockout City. No, 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 no. It's no, no, no. If you it's said sh- Tails. Tails won. <laughs> Tails won, so. Knockout City. Does that mean I have to choose between R- Riders Republican? Thought- <laughs> <laughs> the voting scandals. Trumpet Rewards. 2021 scandals. I thought, I thought you said uh, the flip, whoever's it gets chosen is the winner of that. You oh wait, what? no, that Since, doesn't matter. I yeah. would have to change. I okay. think I would have to okay. change. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. So, Kyle, it's either Knockout City or, or Riders. Riders Republic. And understand that I really don't have a stake in this. Yeah, 
No, I get that. I want I want what what you feel is the best. Also, this voting system is immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> the best voting system, hands, hands down. down, hands uh, down. I know, I know, I know. I spoke very highly of dodgeball and knockout city in the last yeah. category. Yeah, but I'm a sucker for extreme sports, and I've been missing that genre of video games so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a writer's republic all right fair enough and yeah the one thing that i i've heard so much about writer's republic is the sense of like this is the forza horizon of extreme yes. sports and for what i played that is exactly what it is all right there it's you awesome. go the system isn't broken congratulations uh, it, writers. Works. it worked definitely as it should have all right now that we've gotten the easy ones out of the way yes it's time for our next category kyle yeah Best debut game. I'm going to say this right now. PlayStation first party. Yes. I'm going to say this right now. These categories are super tough. Yeah. Very tough to pick. Incredibly competitive. Yeah. So best debut game, non PlayStation first party. So first appearing on a PlayStation console this Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hades from Supergiant Games. Kana from Bridge of Spirits. Or Kana, Bridge of Spirits, Ember Labs. Uh, Disco Elysium. The final cut from ZA slash UM or Zaum. I'm unsure how they're. I think it's Zaum. Zaum. Back for Blood from Turtle Rock Studios. And It Takes Two from Hazelight Studios. Yeah. Kyle, that's breakout debut game, non PlayStation exclusive. I, oh man. Um, This to me is a two headed race. Uh, sure. Never finished Disco Elysium, but appreciate it and want to get back to that game. Absolutely. Um, to me, it's between Hades and Kana. And yeah. I think I'm going Hades. Uh, how much <sighs> Hades consumed my life yeah. upon release and finally understanding all the praise that it got last year when it was on previous consoles. Um Hades and Switch. You can say Super- the Nintendo Switch. Don't be no. afraid of it. Switch, Xbox, the Nintendo I'm not Switch afraid. can't hurt you here, Kyle. No, I'm not I'm not afraid of being hurt. I'm just saying it was everywhere else except yeah. for PlayStation. No, uh, PlayStation be- and Xbox, but it came to Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Totally fair. Totally fair. Uh yeah, I, I what Supergiant Games did with Hades is like beyond admirable. Uh, every character is unique and I loved every single one of them and the way the loop worked like it was chef's kiss so my vote goes to Hades my vote Kyle Mm -hmm. does not go to Hades not to say that this game isn't incredible and isn't a masterpiece because it's all of those things absolutely but when I think of super giant games They've been in so many places. They've have games like, you know, Pyre and Braid. Um, we've seen them before. We know the caliber of games that they could create. Yeah. The reason why I'm going with Kena Bridge of Spirits is this is their first game. And absolutely right off the bat, not just debuting first on PlayStation, but just debuting and hitting it so well out of the park. And even on like, I hate even to say a first attempt because it feels like first attempt means they didn't succeed. They they for me hit everything. Oh. All my no, expectations. For, for me too. Yeah. For me too. Yeah. So, Kina, the Bridge of All Spirits. Right. That's it for me. Kyle, Uh-oh. the audience has voted and the audience has decided definitively. Oh, okay. That the best debut game on PlayStation First Party. 
Kena Bridge of Spirits. Congrats, Umberleps. Well deserved. Yep. That was the one B to my one A. They were so yep. close. So congratulations to Kena. You want to hear something really crazy about this? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to do like unless oh, they're yeah. this the, close. The, well, yeah. What is the percentage between the two? Kano wins overwhelmingly with forty-one percent of the vote. Okay. Abe Lincoln style. The <laughs> second is a tie between It Takes Two with twenty-one point eight percent, and again Hades with twenty-one point eight percent. Very cool. Very, Very nice. cool. Very cool. Very nice. Kyle, here's a here's a category that we have adopted from last year because everybody knows where DualSense stands. They're the best controller we've ever held. We love them so dearly. And the rumbles and the shakes that put in our hands Mm -hmm. cannot be replicated. Mm -hmm. Really quick shout outs to those new colors. We'll talk about them on the proper show soon. But oh, boy. Oh, I'm choosing purple. (laughs) So, Kyle, tell us the nominees for best dual sense uh adaptation sure best dual sense adaptation nominees are returnal from housemark ratchet and clank rift apart from insomniac games Kana bridge of spirits from ember labs and far cry 6 from ubisoft wow uh, kyle i've already seen the results and to be honest is it shocking I, shocked oh shocked at okay. where the audience went with this one okay uh, th- this is a very close race for me very, personally. Very close. Um, man, there, there's two that just, I, I, I like to think out loud. So I'm going to think out loud. Please. Um, it's between Returnal and Ratchet. Absolutely. And I think what Ratchet does really well is like for some, for some of the weapons being able to like press halfway and it shoots out one barrel of the shotgun and you press all the yep. way down you get two barrels in addition to the sounds of the gun coming through the dual sense speaker is super fun shout out to the pixelizer um and then returnal also like the halfway down uh is the shot and then all the way down activates your alt yeah and, and the feeling of the rain in the dual sense in, in returnal is great i think i'm going returnal Ooh. i think the environment feeling and haptics with that i think push it over a little bit wow 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 wow. okay this is this is the hardest one i i truly because it is like like choosing my favorite child yes exactly <laughs> and i want to give it to returnal but i actually feel like going with ratchet here because as much as i love the rain um, and like the momentum you feel in the dual sense controller when you're playing uh Returnal, I don't think it implemented the adaptive triggers as well That's as uh, Ratchet did. That's fair. And mm-hmm. I think with Ratchet, I feel like for the most part, each gun felt a bit different. Um, and yeah, sounded different as well. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm actually gonna go with Ratchet and Clank here. Okay. And honestly, if you if you said that if if I was asked this last night, it would probably be Returnal. But we're yeah. once again split here, Kyle. Oh boy, what's the, you said? The audience was overwhelming. Oh well, not over. with forty two percent of the vote. Oh okay. They chose Ratchet and Clank with thirty five point five percent choosing Returnal. So congratulations, congratulations, Ratchet and Clank, for best dual sense features. I said adaptation like it was some type of. Uh, we have book to movie, movie to book. 
Now, Kyle, this is where this gets. Whoa, this is nuts. Oh, don't, wow, this don't, is crazy. Don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Don't I'm sorry. But whoa, audience, you are out of line. <laughs> Kyle, best action game, gameplay over narrative. So this is an action game where the gameplay is at its focus. Not really. We're not thinking of the story. Think we're of story. thinking How just action. Yeah. Yep. So go for it's, it. The nominees for action game gameplay over narrative are Returnal from Housemark, Death's Door from Acid Nerve, Hitman 3 from IO Interactive, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from Insomniac Games. Can I can I can I just you say go first? It? Yeah, you go first. No brainer to me here. It's Returnal. I agree. Uh, I- I- it's the yeah. reason why this game is so strong is that the action is so freaking good, mm-hmm. Kyle. And when you get it, you get it. And it yeah. feels perfect. Like what I always go back to is like when you are specifically looking at what parasites are are strong or suited for your style of play, mm-hmm. you know what you're looking for. You know what guns you're looking for. And even if you don't find that gun, every other gun feels great to use. And mm-hmm. each have their own uh, positives and negatives, depending. Uh, and yeah, I I would 100% agree with you, Returnal. And all the other nominees are fantastic as well. But there's just something special about Returnal and yeah. playing it. So yeah. Did the audience agree with us? Kyle. Let me tell you something about this audience here. Uh-oh. I don't agree with them. They say that the best action game gameplay over narrative is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Why did I do such a heavy pause? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. They say it, it, it takes a cake. I mean, it's a, it is a solid platformer. With 37.5% of the vote. Okay, so it's not... I would have said if it was over 40, it would have been yeah, more but overwhelmingly. But. With 33% with Returnal. I know we said we wouldn't do uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. percentages, but wow. The first time we've disagreed completely sure. with the audience. Nay. Audience, nay. <laughs> All right, Kyle. This is the next one here. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Hey, have you? I was wondering when you were going to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Best action game narrative over story narrative so the story is the thing that's pushing us it's not so it's not necessarily the moment to moment action it is what's happening when we're you know watching them cut scenes as it were yeah all right kyle the nominees for for adventure game narrative over gameplay are Deathloop from arcane studios marvel's guardians of the galaxy from idos montreal it takes two from hazelite cana bridge of spirits from ember labs and Psychonauts 2 from Double Fine. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Kyle. Yes. Narrative over gameplay. See, here, here's my... If you asked me last night, I had a different answer. Oh, yeah? I'm going... I, I'm fl- I keep flipping. This is my flip-flop. Um, I loved, absolutely loved what Psychonauts 2 did with its story. I think the impactfulness of it and and visually representing what mental health is in such a visual art form is 
I, I don't understand how they pulled it off so perfectly. Fair. Um, Double Fine did a fantastic job with that. However, okay. there's something special about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I keep going back to that and thinking of that story and thinking how emotional the parts made it for me. And the performances Lee are so strong in that, which you'll find out later. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, to me, Guardians of the Galaxy is by far the biggest surprise for me this year. And when it comes to story, and uh, I think it deserves the narrative in this category. Hands down. This one yeah. was the easiest one for me. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Guardians, for everything Kyle just said. Um, there are some scenes that really just hit me at my core where I really, to me, the, the one that was in second place for me is actually Deathloop um, because Psychonauts just didn't hit for me. And um, that's the way I feel about Deathloop. Yeah. Kind of and, and so for me there, it's like Deathloop's story is you know kind of by the books, but it's the way they tell it. That is so interesting. And the characters that really, you know, hit that narrative so well or push mm-hmm. that narrative forward so well. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is actually once Guardians came out, I really thought Deathloop was that that was it for narrative. It was going to be that. But really, yeah, Marvel's Guardians. Yeah, fantastic story. Y'all need to purchase that game yes. ASAP. Yes. So they make a sequel. Please. Idos mm-hmm. Montreal, y'all. <sighs> killed it and you know spoiler alert we we uh we we you know talked to john mclaren about it um about his time there and it really is that writing team that just hit it out of the park understood the characters inside and out and you really tell that they got it with that yeah. game i also while while we're at it because the team there did such a great job yeah. just shout out to them announcing it and we get it a few months later absolutely uh please normalize that behavior <laughs> I, I I really would love to see something really rad that I want to play and then be able to play it quicker than than or not having to wait years. Yeah. You know, like now, Kyle, we may be in agreement with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy taking best adventure game narrative. The audience also agrees. It's the first time that we are in full agreement with the audience that Guardians of the Galaxy is the best action game narrative-focused that we've seen this year. Yeah. So congratulations to you. Absolutely. All right, Kyle. Next one. The next one is, wow, kind of a bloodbath. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> narrative game. The reason why we put action game in two separate categories Uh, narrative over gameplay and gameplay over narrative is because there were so many action games. So we really wanted to create it a two categories to make it more competitive rather than all these choices over, Mm -hmm. you know, out everywhere and you're overwhelmed. So narrative game is literally what it is. Narrative, not really any gameplay, no gameplay in these games or, or, or not any game. Sorry. Let me restart that. I'm really fucking up here. You're good. It's where the story takes center stage. That's that's kind of what you yeah. want. Yeah. So the reason why we chose uh, or split up best action game into two different categories is just to not make this one, you know, Akira looking category uh, and to give people more spotlight. And so with best narrative game, this is where the narrative is the full focal point. The reason why you're pushing the thing that is at the center stage. So Kyle. 
Best narrative game. Take it away. The nominees for best narrative game are Life is Strange True Colors from Deck Nine, It Takes Two from Hazelight Studios, Disco Elysium The Final Cut from Zaum, Chicory A Colorful Tale from Greg Lobanoff, and The Forgotten City from Modern Storyteller. Man, oh man. This one's this one's a tough one. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> There's been so many good story games, Kyle. So many games that, again, that narrative's in the center stage. So, yeah. best narrative game. I go straight to you because I honestly can't decide and I need more time. <laughs> yeah, so um, I do want to uh, give my apologies to The Forgotten City. I did not have enough time to dive into that before we chose. I know how great it is uh, from everyone that's spoken about very highly of it um, and people that I trust their opinions on. And so that's why it's obviously been nominated. Um, But to me, there was a game that had me thinking about myself and putting Mm. myself in those shoes and learning about how to overcome real life struggles uh, akin to what I felt playing a game like Celeste. Um, mm. And that is Chicory, a colorful tale. That game it has so much heart in it and deals with real, real life struggles that we all go through, especially within what we've all gone through the last two years with the global condition. Um, mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's super powerful and it is above all else. It is a tale about finding yourself. Mm. Um and it's it's super special. More people need to play Chicory. Um, and Chicory is my vote. Fair enough. But you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to Fine, me, Joe. <laughs> where narrative is just, like, that's king. That's the truth. You know, gameplay elements and choices that you're making. Life is Strange True Colors is fantastic. And I think in just a pure story element... Um, what it's done in its first two chapters has done more for me for any of these games that we're talking about. Um, and as a fan of that franchise, definitely take some cliches or some things that we were expecting from that series to take and completely turn it on its head. Where also the characters are so freaking well-written. Like Deck Nine, y'all be proud of yourselves because you absolutely crushed it, mm-hmm. I feel like. And to me, where I don't know if it's my favorite Life is Strange yet, it's easy to me to say that this game, this game is it. So it's Life is Strange for me. But the audience Fair. had a different idea. I'm sure they did. <laughs> they chose It Takes Two. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. 42% It Takes Two. 31% Life is Strange. Kyle, get the coin out. We need this. I, I got the coin. Uh, so your tails, I'm heads. Yeah. Okay. So whatever we chose last time is the same thing right, here. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. It's tails again. Oh my god! Wow! 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 wow Why do you wow. make me kill my own favorite things? Oh, it's not me. It's luck. <laughs> Blame again. Luck. The universe really hates the Stevensons. I'm just gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> really man. has it out for you, man. This whole cosmos. <laughs> uh, it takes two, or life is strange. Hmm, two games, you know, you're like, eh. Two man. games I have not played. That's right. Oh, so you have to decide. Uh oh, there's a flaw in our system. No, there there's not. A it's flaw. immaculate. It's immaculate. Uh. 
So you want to take advice from your good friend Joe? You want to go with the audience? From everything I've heard about both of these games, there is one that speaks to me more than the other, and that is Life is Strange True Colors. Wow. Here I thought you were going to spite me a little bit. (laughs) Nope. Not at all. I don't do that. Mm. I'm not Mr. Badvid. I don't do those kind of things. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kyle. So Life is Strange is one. Congratulations, Congratulations, Deck Deck 19. Well deserved. Well deserved. That coin flip. Oof. What a system we I got. need a new coin. <laughs> <laughs> what were you working with? A nickel, a dime? Uh, a quarter. Oh, no. That's old faithful. You can't go any. It's the best. You know, like, I have physically. a different quarter. All right. Fair enough. What year? Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, it matters because then the zinc to, you know. It's a newer quarter. Yeah, it's, it's definitely zinc. It's bullshit coin. 2015. All right. So if you know, you know. If Kyle wins, it's bullshit because it's a lot of zinc in there. Best platformer. Kyle, the nominees take it away. Best platformer nominees are Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Insomniac Games, Psychonauts 2, Double Fine, It Takes Two from Hazelight Studios, and Kana Bridge of Spirits from Ember Labs. Woo wee. Woo wee. <laughs> Kyle. Am I going first? What a list. What yeah, a, go what for a it. List. What a list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all masters of their craft, um, mm-hmm. which is some of you would be like, hey, slow down there with Ember Labs. But seriously, for a first game, they knocked that out of the park. Yeah. Um, I'm going Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's, to me, the clear clear choice here. Um, as much as I love Psychonauts 2 and Kana, um, Ratchet just, I think I compare it to like, home cooking something that i just love and it hits the right spot and and that's what ratchet clank rift apart did for me this year and that's uh that's why i'm voting for that game i too am voting for ratchet and clank um for because i know people are gonna yell at me they're like joe why not psychonauts 2 i loved psychonauts 2 but to me they're platforming elements but to me man just let me play it Sure. That was my one issue with it. I felt like it, it always wanted, it always had something to say. That's why it's such a strong narrative. And it never, I never got enough time behind the sticks as it were. And it also at times felt just a little bit, oh, I know what I'm going to get here. You know, sure. like here's an action element. Here's a story portion. Here's a platforming bit. Here's an action part. Here's a platforming bit. And it, it kind of, uh, kind of was repetitive for me in that aspect. So don't yell at me. That's just my thoughts. You may have different ones. What am I saying? Y'all get sleep out of It Takes Two is fantastic by Hazelight. Absolutely fantastic. And that cooperative element is definitely there. Um, and again, is an ingenious of level design. But for me, for the moment to moment, there is something about Ratchet and Clank where it's that comfort food of like, this is the game that I fell in love with PlayStation with. It's a game that means so much to me. And to see it done so spectacularly well, and with its own story, its own characters, new and old, being introduced or reintroduced so well, it's fantastic. And really utilizing that PlayStation 5's power at some portions. It was remarkable. It was a fun little time. And uh, best platformer has to go to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So congratulations, Insomniac. Y'all are crushing it tonight. Kyle, here's a... here. Here is actually, from what I've seen so far, 
the closest category. And that is the best RPG of the year. Take it away, Kyle. Best RPG for 2021. The nominees are Tales of Arise, or if you want to be fancy, Arise <laughs> from Bandai Namco. That's a me joke. Uh, Scarlet Nexus from Bandai Namco. Chris Tales from Dreams Incorporated. Disco Elysium, the final cut from Zaum. And Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 from Toy Logic. Kyle. Joe. What's the best RPG here? This this hurts my soul because I haven't put enough time into any of these. Some mm. of, uh, some have been on my radar for a long time, just slipped through the cracks. Um, so if I'm if I'm based on what I played, I played Disco for more than any of the other ones. So I'm going to vote it on that. I'll vote Disco Elysium. I let this vote be for my good friend Sean Capri to decide. And he says, out of all these, it's Tales of Arise. <laughs> Thank you. French. Thank you for that. <laughs> Very French. And honestly, what Tales, it seems, has revitalized that series in such mm-hmm. a big and major way. Mm-hmm. And so many people love it. I, I have to give it to Tales of Arise. Yeah, Even though that's... I'm not a JRPG fan, I'm going to trust our good friends over at yeah. the Xbox Drive, Mr. Sean Capri, saying Tales of Arise. That's, that's the one that I, that I hope I get at some point in the near future. And Kyle, the audience has written in. Uh oh. With thirty percent of the vote. Oh, that's low. That's low. That's again, this this category <laughs> was stacked. Uh-huh. Tales of Arise has won. Congratulations, Tales. The close second being near replicate with twenty four percent. I figured. Wow. Yeah. Good on good on you, near replicate. Because that yeah. to me was a sleeper that like I'd never truly saw coming whatsoever. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a here's a fun one, Kyle. Hey, the, have you heard about this? Have hey, you heard, have you heard about this? Have hey, you seen this? Hey. The best trophy list this year. Yeah, we are the trophy room. Yeah, right? Exactly. We have to highlight the tr- the best trophies of the year. Please. Uh, the away, best Kyle. trophies of the year. The nominees are Returnal from Housemark, Rash and Clank Rif- Rift Apart from Insomniac Games, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal, Death's Door from Acid Nerve, Hitman Three from io interactive and hades from super giant games all right out of all these out of all these nominees which one's taking it for the best trophy list and it really has to mean like what is a trophy list to you what's a good trophy list to you to me it's a rewarding one it's Mm -hmm. not forcing me to do repetitive tasks or um Restart well, the entire let, game. Let me, let me take that back. Like either restart, do like a full second playthrough, or um, do non-fun things. Sure, right that that aren't like core to the game itself. And out of these six nominees, I have five of them platinum. Wow. Um, the only one is not, is Hitman Three, which just was not my jam this year. Yeah. Um. So between those, I, I'm I'm going to talk it down this way. Yeah, please. I think we both can say, while the Returnal list is fantastic, that grind was way too much. And that mm-hmm. soured me a little bit on that experience, having to find the last little, uh, the glyphs. Yeah. It took way too long, and it was very frustrating. Uh, Ration Clank was fun, 
uh, it was a good time. Um, a little bit cookie cutter. Okay. To to like similar to other games uh, of the same. Uh, Marvels again, great list. Did not like the fact that if you missed a collectible, you can't just replay the chapter. You would have to play from that point forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, like a full replay of that game. Death's Door had a specific trophy where you had to beat it using only the umbrella. You could do that in one playthrough, um, but I would much rather play it the way I want to play. And that was like the way. weakest weapon in the game, right? That is that is half uh, the normal base damage of the sword. Now, um, with that though, with that playthrough, could you just run pure magic class? And you kind yeah, of- magic magic. You're oh. allowed to use magic or whatnot, but you still need to use the umbrella to you know gain those magic attacks back and whatnot um and which comes to the last one hades which is my pick Mm. uh because yes and which is why i walked back the repetitive thing because yes you do have to play a lot of loops of, of hades to to max out relationships but the story you're uncovering more of the story each time it's not like you are doing and getting the same lines of dialogue and it's become boring. You are learning something new every single time and unlocking these trinkets that do different things for you mm. in the game, um, which was super, super fun, mm. like trying to test them all out. So Hades is my vote for best trophy list. I actually, out of all these trophy lists, probably hate Hades the most. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> because it, it was too much. I hate I Returnal and Hades to me have not good trophy lists. Like okay. I, I put Returnal in there because I think it's now absolutely achievable yes. and fun to do. Um but Hades was a little if it's based off of luck that I'm getting certain things, then that is not a good trophy list to me. Right. So like if it's luck that I have to run into one of the special like, you know, God's doors in order to do one trophy and I get it wrong and then like I'm, I'm you know, SOL out of, you know, I several. You. Yeah. yeah. It's just not fun. It's not, it's just not fun. Right. To me, it should be a snapshot of like, oh, this is this is. This was my fun time I've had here. It It, it shouldn't be completely daunting for me. I think the only games that are completely daunting that I'll go get the platinum for are like a from software game. But to me, it should really be like, I really enjoyed this game. The platinum's achievable and it's not making me do an excessive grind to get those things. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I would have given it to guardians of the galaxy here, but I'm actually giving it to ratchet and clank because it's a fun and achievable trophy that I don't have to unlike guardians, which is also a very, achievable platinum one that's annoying because if you miss something you can't just go into mission select and get that thing you have to start the whole game over again and that grind is is, it was a bit much for me so to me i'm choosing ratchet and clank for the best trophy list but this is where the marvel fans came in (laughs) (laughs) they said guardians of the galaxy which means we're once again split for the third time tonight all right, 2015 quarter. All right. Don't let me down. Let's see. It's heads, baby. You got to change your there you go. now. All hey. Right. All right. Um, so am I choosing Guardians or am I choosing Hades? And I think for my good buddy, Kyle, mm-hmm. I'll go with Hades. 
All right. Congrats, Supergiant. Yeah, because there is something to like that grind as well that I do respect. Like me going for the Demon Souls one. It's like, yeah, I know after this run, I'll be able to get it. There is that allure there. Yeah. And I and I just hate the fact that, again, I would have given it to Guardians. If I could just go into a mission select. Mm-hmm. And and it, it it have me kind of go through the motions. I'd rather have that fun high octane experience again if yeah. I have to go through a new game plus. Yeah, for sure. It would have to be Hades for sure. All right, Kyle. Here's a here's a good one. Best open world game. Whew. Take it away. What are the nominees here, Kyle? Best open world game, the nominees are Biomutant from Experiment 101, Far Cry 6 from Ubisoft, Riders Republic from Ubisoft, Lost Judgment from Ryuga Gotoku Studio, and The Forgotten City from Modern Storyteller. Kyle. Yeah. Out of all these games, uh-huh. which one are you going with? I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> so would you like to throw your, I, I your will, vote out? I will... I mean, I could, but I, I will say one that I'm not considering. Okay. And while there is one I put a ton of hours into, sure. that is the same one where I'm like, I have fatigue from it. And that's Far Cry right. 6. I think that Ooh. world is too big and a little repetitive with the tasks. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it, it is like I am getting that, that Ubisoft fatigue when it comes to open world design a little bit. Um. So, yeah, I will throw my vote out, but I would just say that Far Cry 6 is my the, the most disappointed I was in an open world. Time. How about you tell that to the goddamn audience, Kyle, because they chose overwhelmingly <laughs> Far Cry 6. I mean, that's fair. That's and fine. I'm and I'm going with them on it because I get okay. it. It's big. It's a little overwhelming to some, but man, is that game so colorful and respects my Hispanic Hispanic culture so incredibly well. Um, And yeah, at the same time, having the zaniness that Far Cry uh, 6 has and it's co-op. You know, us having having a blast with me accidentally killing yeah. us in the in the you know the flying car vehicle, <laughs> hilarious! Yeah. Like those moments yeah. are fantastic. And so, to me, while I do feel like maybe the formula needs to evolve, sure, it's still a really good open world game. So I'm mm-hmm. giving it to Far Cry Six, and as hey, well congrats. as the audience. Congrats! All right, Kyle. Here's a goodie. Oh my goodness! I mean, people they're all good. Thoughts. They're all good. No, but people have thoughts about this one, Kyle. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. This one, I'm willing to die on the hill for. Oh, so oh, okay. I'm I'm ready to die on the hill for my choice as well. Take it away. Best level design. Best level design. The numbers linear. are linear. Hitman Three, IO Interactive, Death's Door from Acid Nerve, Death Loop from Arcane Studios, Psychonauts Two from Double Fine. Resident Evil Village from Capcom and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from Insomniac Games. All right, real talk because me saying it will spoil it. Like, like my choice will just spoil it. So the okay. audience chose Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh, okay. I chose Hitman Three. Hitman Three is my easy choice. I think just the way you could go about each level and have a totally different outcome mm-hmm. is, I. <sighs> The only game that that has come close to that, Kyle, is like Deathloop. 
but even Deathloop doesn't go as far as Hitman 3 can mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. how you can like yeah, you could like drop a ladder on someone and they die. You could electrocute them. You could do the easy like shoot them in the back of the head thing. You could dress up as a clown and assassinate someone. Yeah. Uh, you can make it look like a complete accident. And like it really is a puzzle game that disguises itself as an assassination, you know, simulator. Sure. But man, this game and its its level design is phenomenal just just to mention as well how you're able to spawn in in different locations with different disguises changes it up as well so i can't say enough great things about hitman 3 well i already have the quarter out because they're gonna need it Uh, (laughs) you're a real son of a gun all right uh what double fine did with psychonauts 2 as far as its level level design and tying it to the narrative is something that i am so impressed by yeah. Like to have each level deal with the the mental struggles of these characters or or the minds of these characters, it really puts you in their shoes. And the the, the art department and the way the levels are are created and the way you traverse each level is different. Um, is second to none. So my mm-hmm. vote is for for second nuts too. I can't argue that how they visualize and manifest. Yeah, it's a- abstract things in your head is e- even like the hub open world, like the the hub where you can go in different directions yeah. is unique enough and things to do in there is really fun as well. Fair enough. Right. Get the coin out. Break my heart, you son of a bitch. Well, I'm going to break my own heart because it's Tails. Wow. <laughs> I was really, Kyle, this is the one I cared the most about. I'll be real. Oh, I'm like, man. I care for it. Therefore, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. So it's either Hitman or Ratchet, correct? Yes. One, I, I, I oh, man. My vote is going to go to one that has a long history in the games industry, um, well-beloved franchise uh, across many different this generations of one. consoles. That's one. that's why I'm saying it like this. Uh, but there is one that gives you the freedom to play as you want to play. And my vote go- is going to Hitman 3. Yes! It, is, oh, it, is, yes! it is beyond impressive what IO Interactive can do. with with that kind of premise it is even though it's not my jam and i'm a bit overwhelmed by it i so appreciate just how much detail and thought process has gone through with with those games and yeah three nailed that out of the park i think all right wow wow all right hit me in three you did it. You did when, it. Kid. When can I start the hashtag not my trophy rewards? <laughs> can I say that Soon. now? <laughs> Soon. All right. Here goes the best shooter category. This one's an easy one. This one. Yeah. I, I, you know, just say the nominees. Sure. Just the say. nominees are Returnal from Housemark, Back for Blood from Turtle Rock Studios, Far Cry 6 from Ubisoft, and Battlefield 2042 from Dice. Uh, on three. You ready, Joe? One, two, two three. three. Returnal. Returnal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have enough time to transition. Returnal. Yeah, it's it's Returnal. Uh, I, we both love this game. The guns all feel fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the dashing between the bullet hell and the enemy projectiles and whatnot, it's so much fun. So much fun. So Difficult, much fun. Yes. Yes. Difficult. Yes. 
but fun. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. 52% of the vote went to Returnal. It was not even close. Hell yeah. Clean yeah. sweep. Clean gosh dang sweep. Whew, Housemark, you're nailing it. Yeah. Now let's get into best remake slash remaster. It's becoming the norm. It's becoming the norm. We're getting a lot of them, which I'm okay with. Some people aren't, but sorry. Uh, The nominees are Death Stranding Director's Cut from Kojima Productions. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut from Sucker Punch Productions. Mass Effect Legendary Collection from Bioware. Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 from Toy Logic and Disco Elysium, the final cut from Zaum. Wow, 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 wow. Three of those games on the list came out last year. Or sorry, two games came out last year. One came out two years ago. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just got to say it. I, I got to start off with who the audience picked. You guys are out of your mind. You guys are really drinking the Kool-Aid. And I, I, you know, we try to be critical Uh-oh. of PlayStation. Y'all just went like, we're just drinking the Kool-Aid. It's one of the games of the generation. So obviously <laughs> it's Ghost of Tsushima. And it was at 43% of the vote. What are you guys thinking? It literally came out last year. Uh-huh. I, I want something that's more groundbreaking but than that. It, to be fair, in that you have the Iki Island expansion. It's fantastic. But I it's, haven't played it yet, but I... I've, yeah, but I'm kind of with you. It is a last year. It's more newer than anything else. And I, and to me, I have to give it up to Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I mean, like, I never played Mass Effect 1. Or, sorry, I have played Mass Effect 1, and I left very early because I could not get a control of that Mako for, <laughs> for the life of me. <laughs> and yeah. to see it on PlayStation again, uh, the only time it's been on PlayStation was with the PS3 collection. Um, and having that respect to the first game's kind of jankiness but you know system-wide improvements which make the drive uh the the mako drivable and um some of the ammo you know kind of make more sense into uh mass effect 2 it's an incredible game it looks fantastic i made the best shepherd ever um so to me it's mass effect legendary edition not even close. There wasn't even a contest here. And to think a game that came out last year takes it, oof, you got to be crazy. I, I can't allow it. Uh, man, talk about crazy. Uh, my pick for this. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I'm going with Joe. It's Mass Effect. Legendary oh, collection. wow. I thought you were going to throw a wrench in it. No, I, I, I while I didn't, I didn't get to finish any of the games, um, mm-hmm. Yet, the fact that we have what is arguably one of the strongest trilogies of all time, yeah. um, now playable in current consoles and updated in a not unique might not be maybe more cohesive, cohesive. Um, I'll co- cohe- yeah, cohesive, I guess, would be the one. Um, yeah, I, I think what they did with those older games to bring them to to the current gen um, is really well done and and much needed. Yeah. Um, but shout out to like yeah again the PlayStation remakes themselves with Death Stranding and, and Ghost of Tsushima, um, both you know fantastic. And I can't wait to actually experience those over the holidays. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, what what EA did in Bioware with Mass Effect is perfect. Fair enough. All right, Kyle, here's the next one. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Best indie game. Mr. 6-1, take it away. What are the nominees <sighs> for best indie game? The nominees are Death's Door from Acid Nerve, Kana, Bridge of Spirits from Ember Labs, Maquette from Graceful Decay, Chicory, a colorful tale from Gleg... <laughs> I said Gleg from Greg Lovanov. Sorry, Greg. And The Forgotten City from Modern Storyteller. Hands down. Yeah, you, not a contest here yeah. for me. Uh-huh. Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyle. Mm-hmm. What's your choice for Indy? Because it's so clear. So to you're me. going Kana. Yeah, going it Kana. is clear. Um here here's where I'm gonna say that indie games crushed it this year. Absolutely. Abs across the board, indie games made video games fun this year. Um yeah. So many great ones beyond these nominees. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, this is tough. This hurts my soul. Mm -hmm. I love all these games that I've played. Again, Forgotten City, have not played yet. Um, Shout out to Maquette for being a great PS Plus game. And the performance in there are really great. Yeah, Uh, I've spoken about my love for Chicory, A Colorful Tale, and how much that game means to me. Death's Door, I love the artistic vibes from, and it is so fun, and the humor is great, and it is a fun game to play. But I'm with you, Joe. It's Kana Bridge of Spirits, simply because for a first game from Ember Labs, and just totally understanding the genre of game they are making, and the visuals and everything about it, I can't wait to see what Ember Labs continues with. And but as a base game on itself, um, a lot of fun, a lot of really great puzzle solving in there, and easily the most cute, adorable things in games this year with the rot. Like, yeah, how can you not fall yeah. in love with those those? little black fairy creatures i love them uh yeah i I mean kana is just to me the standout and there's arguments of like is it really you know indie game because it is like uh funded by playstation i I feel like that's such a great argument and something that is going to be talked about more until we as an industry kind of nail down what indie means those lines are blurring more and more yeah, but this is, if I'm not mistaken, a crew of 12 people. So if we want to talk about the rounds of funding that they got for this game, sure. But it is you know, a dozen or so folks making this game and, again, absolutely understanding the assignment and knocking it out of the park. So Which, Kina, no uh, a point of order, I guess. We're in mm-hmm. a courtroom, apparently. <laughs> That'll be order. Order. Order, order. Um, I think most of these games, I'm not sure about Graceful Decay, but Death's Door had a small team below 10 people working yeah. on it. Kana, you said it was, what, 11 or 12? 12-ish. Um, Chicory is also a small team of maybe, like, five, six people. Um, so, like, shout out to those smaller teams that are putting out such high-quality games. Absolutely. And, and And making their love for making games and love for games shown. And, man, indie games. That's where it's at. All right, here's here's another fun one. Here's another fun one. Are you ready for this? Hey, have you heard about it? Yeah, I'm ready. Best PlayStation Plus game in 2021. The nominees are Kyle. Maquette. 
from Graceful Decay. Plague Tale Innocent, or is it Innocent or Innocence? Innocence. Innocence. From Asobo Studios. Final Fantasy VII Remake from Square Enix. Control Ultimate Edition from Remedy. Knockout City from Volan Studios. And Oddworld Soulstorm from Oddworld Inhabitants. Kyle. Joe. This one's easy. Uh, yeah. I, I get, I understand the controversy, but it is Final Fantasy VII Remake. You're getting a game from last year that is beloved. Mm-hmm. Again, you're not getting that PlayStation 5 upgrade, but that PlayStation 4 version ain't bad one bit. Exactly. So obviously it's Final Fantasy VII for me. Yeah, and I, I do. I mean, PS Plus has been killing it for years now. Uh, the fact that we have two brand new games on this list uh, yeah. that were on PS Plus day one. Um, fantastic. I do not want to take away from the fact that Control Ultimate Edition was on PS Plus because Control was my game of the year and it's still my game of the year for 2019, <laughs> Joe. Uh, and people need to play that game. Shout out to Remedy. But yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake was, I think, now that I think about it, my second favorite game from last year. Mm. And the fact that it was on PS Plus for every subscriber to download f- for free um, is huge. Yeah, and just goes to show just how much uh, PlayStation still loves the Final Fantasy VII brand, yep. and it wants to make sure that it is tied to PlayStation as yep. much as possible. Let's talk about this next one: best soundtrack. <laughs> They're not getting any easier. <laughs> oh, I think this one's easy, Kyle. I don't know about the more that. I think about it, the more assured I get. Oh boy, best soundtrack. The nominees are Deathloop from Arcane Studios, Returnal from Housemark, Near Replicant Version 1.22474487139 from Toy Logic, Life is Strange, True Colors from Deck Nine, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal. So we got some flack for adding Marvel's Guardians because it's we, a yeah, soundtrack. We did. But they also have their own original music in there. They sure do. A full 80s rock band record is in there. (laughs) Exactly. Full 80s rock band cover. Or sorry, rock band in there. Original music, yeah. Original music and their own orchestral music on top of that. And the fact that these songs, even if it's just like, oh, it's just a playlist, they go hand in hand perfectly with Guardians of the Galaxy. Makes it easy for me to say that Guardians of the Galaxy is the best soundtrack of this year and i am going to agree with you that is where my vote goes okay but it whenever i think of returnal and think about how the music makes me feel and get goosebumps whenever i think about the organ playing during the third biome which was the hot word of 2021 (laughs) Uh, we should have added that as a goddamn category hottest game industry term next year that's what it is term of the year um uh the way that made me feel i think the death loop score is fantastic but yeah the way that not only the original music hits so well in guardians but the way that the licensed music hits and the way it hits with like the team huddles yeah, of like, Hey, come on everybody. And then you get a boost of music to, to fuel so your, good. the gameplay sections so is good. fantastic. So guardians is my choice. All right. Now this one, 
This one's actually the co- closest category we've ever seen. Oh no. I'm not joking you, Kyle. It uh-huh. it took it by like 4%. Wow. Margin of error. I feel like I know where where it is. Best sound design. Not soundtrack, just the the beeps and the boops, the pew, pew, beeps pew, pew, and the boops. Pew, the I'm an ocean, I'm an ocean. I'm an ocean. I'm an ocean. Uh, <laughs> the coffee is struck. <laughs> the nominees for best sound design go to Resident Evil Village from Capcom, Returnal from Housemark, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from Insomniac Games, and Deathloop from Arcane Studios. Wow. What a list. And again, what a bloodbath. When I tell you the top three, it's going to make your goddamn head spin. Kyle, if you had I to don't choose. Know. I don't know. Can I say it? Yeah, go, go. Yes, please. Um, it is hard between Resident Evil Village. Why did you say hard like that? So hard. It was sultry. I don't understand. Well, I just want people to, you know. That's fair. Understand how hard it is. That's fair. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> uh, to make. <laughs> you did this time. <laughs> what a full circle moment. To, to make something sound spooky is difficult. Especially when it lasts 9 to 12 hours. Right? So uh, right there, Resident Evil, bam! It's right up there. It's a the sound design is key, and I think they nail it. Mm-hmm. Atmospheric, nail it. Absolutely. Returnal is another one that understands the the assignment of making an environment sound so good. And when you're in a fight, you can pinpoint directly where that enemy is, not even by your by your eyesight, but by how you're hearing it through the headphone. Mm-hmm. So to me, sound design, how the weapons sound, how the environment sound, how the beasts sound, it goes to Returnal. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what say you? Oh, man. Every single one of them have their overwhelmingly, su- overwhelmingly successful in their sound design. Yeah. Each do it for different reasons for me. Um, but I think I've got to go with Returnal for all the reasons you said. Yeah. Um, I do. I do like. I always say it, and it's probably a joke at a very small part of that game. But the way the pixelizer sounds in Ratchet is really, really cool. The yep. way that each gun sounds, and the way that Deathloop specifically, where I can pinpoint where all the enemy, all the people are, because depending how close they are is how their volume is. And I can pinpoint and look where they are looking at me and where I, where I have to run away from and whatnot. Um, so very well done. But yeah, everything you said about Returnal rings true for me as well. Yeah. This will be the third award for Pi Housemark this evening. Hey. <laughs> I was counting while you were talking. It was wow. Well, and just to just to point out here, Returnal won 32%. Uh-huh. The second place winner was Ratchet and Clank with 27%. And then third place was Resident Evil with 27%. Wow. What a, again, close one. Close one. Best art direction, Kyle. I, I want to see colors. I want to see cultures. I want to see it all. want to see it all. The nominees for best art direction go, are, are Deathloop from Arcane Studios, Psychonauts 2 from Double Fine, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from Insomniac Studios, Death Door from Acid Nerve, and Chicory, a colorful tale from Greg Lobanov. Chicory! <laughs> art direction. 
In your heart of heart, Kyle. In my what heart of hearts? Say? What does it say, Kyle? You know what? It just it just changed. <gasps> it literally just changed. I was yes. about to come in here and be like, my vote's for Psychonauts 2 for all the reasons I said earlier because of how the levels look and whatnot. Yeah. But then I thought, in Chicory, part of the art design is literally you. Mm-hmm. By coloring in the world the way you see fits, you are part of that process. Mm. But at the core of it, the design needs to be still cute and whimsical in a black and white setting. And I think they nailed it. So I th- I think I'm going with Chicory. Wow. Um, not my choices. Uh, it's just, you know, aesthetically. Yeah, I got um, Not my vibe. Uh, when it comes to Psychonauts. I really feel like I'm down on this game. I think this game is incredible. It's just not, again, not for me. Yeah, it's not for you. Please don't yell at me. For the love of God. You're you're allowed to have those opinions. I think Chicory is a great pick because it is like, um, it's like a coloring book, right? But to me, it really comes down to Deathloop and Ratchet. Because of the style that those two have. There's something about that 70s aesthetic that I just love. It's like that mm-hmm. 70s spray paint look and tone. And you're talking um, about like colors, the like the neon yeah. signs and whatnot. They pop. Yeah. Pop, pop. But I'm giving it to Ratchet and Clank because I feel like it's just so clean. It to me. With the what at this point, almost 20, if not 20 years of Ratchet and Clank, they're still able to make things eye popping and surprising to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ratchet and Clank. And the level that I think of is the pirate level that is just so, so good. And then even like the desert level as well just look yeah. so fantastic. So mm-hmm. to me, art direction is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And Uh-oh. okay, the audience with 54% I got a coin ready. of the vote also says Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, point, put the coin down, you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> put the coin down, sir. Listen, you've made me kill more of my babies than I've That's had. True. That's true. All right, Kyle. Let's get into best art direction. No, best direction, period. Sorry. Uh, best direction, period. I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting behind myself now. <laughs> best game direction, the nominees go, or, 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 oh my God, I can't speak all of a sudden. Best game direction are Returnal from Housemark, Deathloop from Arcane Studios, The Forgotten City from Modern Storyteller, Psychonauts 2 from Double Fine, and Hitman 3 from IO Interactive. Best direction. I think this is easy for me. Yeah, it's easy for me too, bud. I I think it's Returnal, hands down. Uh, the the fact that Housemark made something completely brand new to them, while still maintaining what we know them for, is in, in and expanding so it on special. a AAA level. Yes, and including a narrative into it in a uni- not like a standard narrative that we expect mm-hmm. but a unique one to them um housemark housemark bunch of wizards over there it's incredible what you did with with returnal I are you doing the, the disney logo yeah i did 
<laughs> Next up on Disney Channel. <laughs> he said wizards. That's what I think of. All right. Here's a good one. This one is an awesome category. And um, it's one that I love to include. We love to include. Yeah. Because when more people play, we all win. Mm-hmm. So take it away, Kyle. Most accessible game for 2021. The nominees are Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from Insomniac Studios, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal, uh, Far Cry 6 from Ubisoft, and Sekonatsu from Double Fine. Kyle. Yes. I'm going with on the PlayStation side, 110%. It's, it's Ratchet and Clank. I'm agreeing with you. It is. It's definitely ratchet. I just breaking it down to the to the literal nuts and bolts. Sorry and, for the and cliche. Like, <laughs> hey, I like that. And just like shout out to PlayStation Studios in general because they've been very good about that. Um, yeah. With la- the last year, we saw it with Last of Us and Ghost, and um, this year with Ratchet. Like it, it's really, really special. And yeah. I love the fact that they are thinking about the the people that need more accessibility options in their games. People like my sister-in-law can actually play this game. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And the audience agrees. Ratchet and Clank rift apart. That is the fourth award that Insomniac will take home this this night. (laughs) All right, Kyle. This one's a fun one, and I added it in here because we want to shout out people as well that are outside the PlayStation ecosystem. So this one, it's not up to us. This one's solely to our Xbox brothers and sisters to vote on. Are you ready? Well, hold on. Not just Xbox. I'm sorry. We got, we got a Nintendo uh, nominee in here. Technically also a PlayStation game because I decreed it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, we love video games and want to celebrate video games. So this is what this category is all about. Yeah. Best non-PlayStation game. The nominees are Forza Horizon 5. Uh, the developers are on here. I'm trying to remember. who Playground. Uh, Playground, thank you. Halo Infinite from 343 Industries. Industries. Metroid Dread from Mercury Forward. Steam. Mercury Steam, thank you. And Age of Empires 4. I'm just going to say Age of Empires. <laughs> I will look that up because I want to make sure. Because Joseph fumbled the ball here. This is where Joseph fumbled. No, that's fumbled. totally fine. That's totally fine. I should have caught it as well. Uh, designed by James uh, Agai. Agai. Kyle, and the winner is oh Relic Entertainment. There, sorry, Re- oh God damn it! How did I not say no Relic? <laughs> oh, you know the people that just make some of your favorite strategy games. Oh, I totally blanked. Ah, oh, Jesus, I'm so dumb. I apologize, Relic. You, your studio is incredible. <sighs> Kyle, yes, this is what our other friends on the other side. This category sponsored by the Achievement Hall. Where Phil Spencer smells nice, Aaron Greenberg follows me, and the Xbox is the most direct box I've ever played in my life. And also brought to you by the other show the, within a show. The Nintendo Nook. The Nintendo Nook. Um, and where we live in our cardboard boxes. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, Doug Bowser couldn't accept the award on behalf of Mercury Steam. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, so, where is it? One second, one oh. second. What's that? You want to accept your own reward? No! <laughs> no, it's mine! <laughs> I was looking for my Metroid Dread box so I could read Get it back to work! It creates fun! <laughs> it creates fun! 
<sighs> Face your fears. Expand your arsenal to explore the twisting caverns of the. <laughs> thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug, uh, for thank joining you. us. Yeah. <sighs> the best non-PlayStation game is Halo Infinite. Congrats, Halo. Recency bias or not, that game's a whole lot of fun. It's pretty special. It made me very much almost cry. And uh, as a longtime Halo fan, I love it a lot. And big shout out to Metroid Dread for getting me into the Metroid series. And it is one of my favorite games this year. And uh, when we talk about the top five games this year that we've played at the end, you're going to be very surprised where it lands. That's all I'm going to say. Before we get into the last big uh, categories here. I do want to take a pause and, you know, when talking about an award show as we're celebrating, having fun here, um, celebrating the developers, celebrating the games that get us through it, whether it is that tough time, whether it is our favorite pastime. um, It's also where some of our favorite creators have gotten us through things and made us feel belong. And understanding that in 2020 and 2021, um, we've all lost some folks along the way. And I thought about this uh, a week or two back of how do we remember those folks? Because, you know, if it's just recently with our level uh, one brothers and sisters over there, um, they lost their good uh, partner and friend Demi. When we talk about, you know, the Iron Lords community, they suffered a loss with their good comrade, Dizzy. And when we talk about our community, we've lost, um, who is a mentor to me, Bobby Balls, the Nintendo guru. And um, I thought, what better way than to shout out a few people that are, to me and to Kyle, some of the best and the brightest in that remind us of Bobby and people like him in either a lot of aspects, one or two aspects, or just a way to honor his memory. So this year we made the Bobby Paul's awards um, to honor our good friend and our comrade and know that next year's awards, we're going to expand this in a bigger uh, and better way as well. So this is the foundation to what I think is going to be some of the best awards that we can give out this year. The inaugural and, class of the Bobby Paul's award. Yeah, we have four folks up here. So, Kyle, take it we away. Have, we have five, actually. Well, one's a secret one. Well, yeah, one's a secret one. They're going to find out at the yeah. end of this anyway. Sure. <laughs> the uh, the first recipient of the Bobby Paul's award goes to uh, our good friend, friend of the show, Joseph Yaden. Uh, Joseph is one of the best writers in the games industry, whether it's his work with Inverse Digital Trends, VGC News, FanBite, GamesRadar, GamesDaily.biz, IGN, Digital Trends, and so much more. His worth ethic and knowledge on games is second to none. Joseph is a beyond kind, supportive, and loving individual, and his passion for writing about games is felt through his articles. Joseph was an easy choice to be one of the inaugural class members of the Bobby Pauls Award. Yeah. Uh, how many times have we have we stolen his articles and given an yeah. attribution to it? Right, yeah. one of the best writers in the industry, and I can't and he think was of... he was so gracious enough to be on our show yeah. as a guest. Um, 
always super kind when we ran into him at PAX East, just willing to chat and, and learn from him in any way we can. Yeah. Uh, Joseph's, Joseph's one of the good ones. Yeah, he puts out that positivity and is one of our uh, biggest Absolutely. backers, and I don't know where we'd be Absolutely. without him. Yep. The next person on uh, that's receiving the Bobby Paul's Awards tonight is our good friend and also guest this year, Jessica Howard. Um, who is now one of the new editors at GameSpot. And I wanted to shout her out, not only because she is literally one of the brightest minds in this industry. Um, she she put what she's able to put out on like, let's just say this, the tiny platform that is, you know, Twitter and 280 characters is just incredible of how clear and concise of a point that she's able to make and articulate with such little uh word count is so impressive and not only does she deserve to be where she is i only know she's only going to go even higher than that and she to me is one of the bravest folks out there because she's not afraid to speak her mind and she will say what needs to be said whether it's in the popular discourse or whether it's not and so you know when i saw her speak truth to power a few weeks ago i was absolutely inspired and just inspired by that brain of hers because Damn it, is she really when when you think about the people when you're talking to them, then you're like, oh, they're on another level. Yeah. She's on that other level. Yeah, I, and, I admire and, her a great deal. And and shout out to Jess and all her work that she did with Uppercut and their inclusive nature and and making sure that all voices are heard from a, a wider range of uh, backgrounds. And uh I've spoken about this about Jess before in the past. But her open uh, openness with talking about mental health has helped me a great deal, and I know it's helped others. So, yeah. shout out to you, Jess. Yeah. The next person on yeah. the list is the next member of the inaugural class of the Bobby Paul's Award goes to Odell Harmon Jr. Another fantastic writer and podcast host, Odell is the definition of drive, passion, and carving his own path into the industry. Previously working with Game Informer, GameSpot, and the Game Fanatics, currently PR with Stride PR and podcast host of the Full Circle Podcast, Odell makes his passion shown in everything he does. It is so easy to fall even more in love with games while listening to Odell write and speak about them. He's the definition of perseverance and refusing to let anything get between himself and his dreams. I'm honored to include Odell in the awards this year. Just seeing him and his long history of work and him refusing to let things get in his way to achieve his dreams is like, I had that like on a, uh, like a dream board. If I had a dream board, I would have Odell's rise to, to power. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just because like his dedication, his love for it. And I love going back and watching like, old videos from past events and seeing a young Odell on there. I'm like, Oh my God, there's Odell. And then he pops up <laughs> another one. So like, he's not lying when he's been in this thing or for like 10 years already. Yeah. Like he's been grinding so hard and I'm so happy. He's got a gig now within the industry and, and living his dream. Um, Some of the deepest conversations I've had. Is yeah. With Odell this Odell's, year. Odell's fantastic. And I love how blunt that man is. Yes. And yeah. In terms of perseverance, that man is the definition of. Um, yes, absolutely. Deserves yeah. to be up there. My next inaugural class is the person that I literally made this awards for. No joke. Um, when I think of Bobby, 
I think of a person that did not care what your sub count was, did not care, you know, who you are, what you're about, what your ideology is, what your background is, what you look like, who you pray to, all that stuff. Um, just wanted to talk about games because in a culture that we've been more divided than ever, there's one thing that could bring us together and start having and bridging into more deeper conversations. That's the love of games, right? And so to me, it makes total sense to have Lord Cognito over at the Iron Lords be along the uh, inaugural class of, yeah, Bobby Paul Award winners. This man is all about the community and having deep conversations about video games, the things that we love. And whether it's talking to Microsoft execs one week and then talking to indie podcasters the next, this man will treat you as an equal and literally take everything you say to heart and to mind. It makes it makes perfect sense to see where he is right now. This man has grinded more than most. And man, creating a successful site is hard. Creating a successful podcast is difficult. Being really great at both of those things, monumental task. Lord Cognito takes it up. Take, takes it all the way. It is. Hand. If you have the opportunity and are lucky enough to sit down and just chat with with Lord Cognito, not even do a podcast, just talk with him either in person or whatnot. It is impossible for you to not walk away hyped up and, yeah. and feeling great because he is so supportive and loving and does the little things to make you feel loved. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now this is the one that will make me cry. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm tearing up talking about all these people. So yeah, go, go for it. It's loud. So the counter. Last... <laughs> one. <laughs> and two. Let's do this. The last uh, award winner of the Bobby Paul's awards, as we've let everybody, but this one person know that they are being highlighted tonight. Um, is my good friend, my brother, Mr. Sean Capri. I cannot imagine losing Kyle. We're one of my worst feel- fears. Can't imagine losing my best friend, Amy. Could not. Sean lost a brother with Bobby. And if that was me, I don't know how I'd pick up the pieces. And to see Sean out there, picking up the pieces, putting them together, and gluing them back into place. That community is where it is, would be broken without this man who is just so incredibly talented as he is kind, considerate, who I don't know where I'd be without him. Mr. Sean Capri. Yeah. We love you. Your brother here. And I think what, is the tenant of what this is all about games, right? This is a PlayStation podcaster giving the flowers out to our brother that hosts an Xbox podcast that our inspiration is a man that talked about Nintendo games bring us together and we can bridge these divides with games and have deeper conversations around them. Sean, just like everybody here tries to think about games differently instead of the average Twitter outrage or whatever the common take is always thinking outside the box. What you've done with you, me and Capri is astounding. And I am just jealous of constantly love you, Sean to the hardest working man in a McDonald's drive (laughs) through. 
thank you, thank you so much for everything, Sean. Love you so much. Yeah, love you. And that has been the Bobby Paul's Awards. <sighs> Reset. Reset. <laughs> wow. Woo. Woo. All right, cool, 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 cool. They said no crying in the club, and I was like, let's cry in the podcast instead. <laughs> yeah. Now let's get back to the awards. It's awesome that we made time, though, uh, for some very special people in our lives. Absolutely. Let's get into the best performance by a female. The nominations are Jane Perry as Celine from Returnal, Nisa Gundes from as Danny Rojas at, in Far Cry 6, Jennifer Hale as Rivet from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Kimberly Sue Murray as Gamora from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange True Colors, and Ozioma Akage as Juliana from Deathloop. Wow. A lot of great, great female identifying cast here. Yeah. The, uh, oh, boy. There's a lot here, Kyle. There, the, the choice is tough. Um, no. I personally want, I love how, how many amazing performances from female identifying people yeah. we are getting in games and how much of a norm that is lately uh it feels great it's awesome to see any single one of these wonderful ladies can walk away with this and i'd be okay with it yeah. as much as far cry 6 is my jam nisa killed it as danny yeah. Uh, and Richard Stephen Horvitz as Raz from Psychonauts. Yeah. David Bateson as Agent 47 from Hitman 3. And James A. Taylor as Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. All right, Kyle. Yeah, oh you my- go first on this one. Let me hear your argument first. So it is a toss up, in all honesty, between John McLaren and Jason Kelly. Mm-hmm. Cold is a fantastic, fantastic protagonist. Yes. And just within the first dialogue, man, like he sells you on this character. There is also the thing with Star-Lord where we picture Chris Pratt in my in our brains. Yes. And John has to has to fool you to think it's Chris but then at the same exact time just add his flair to redefine the character. And I think there is power to having a person say, or, or or a character, or yeah, a person defining a role going, well, now when I think of Guardians of the Galaxy, or when I'm thinking of Star-Lord, I am thinking of John, and I'm not thinking of Chris. Mm-hmm. And the same point with Cole of like, damn, he sells me on every emotion. So to me, I'm actually going John McLaren on this. Star-Lord, man. Oh man. The gardeners of the galaxy. <laughs> this is so tough. This is so tough. Yeah. I think the voice categories and the performances They're always the hardest. Are always can, the hardest. I can uh, you know Game of the Year is kind of e- easier for me to pick. Yeah. It's it's clearly which one I had fun with the most. But when it comes to performances, I am so in love with all of the performers in the games. Yeah. If it if it's good and outstanding, it's hard for me to choose between the two. Th- these are the ones that are like I'm picking my favorite child. Yeah, it feels weird. Oh, man, to me, yeah, John McLaren is is up there with me. 
Jason Kelly as well. Um, I I do want to shout out Jason Cavalier as Drax because yeah. as mu- as hard as it was for John to overcome the MCU Star Lord that we all know and love, mm-hmm. I feel like portraying a different version of Drax that we have seen in the movies was probably way tougher. True. Uh, just because of the way Dave Bautista portrayed him in the movies. And I feel like his Drax, I feel so much more emotion to his loss in this game. And there is a scene between Drax and Star-Lord that not many people have seen because Mm -hmm. you could totally miss it, which we, we just learned, um, which I cried while it was happening because it is so emotional. Uh, no, it, it has to be on the show. I'm not uh, crying. For, I'm, I'm counting past Christ. All right. Okay. That's fine. Well, past Christ, then we're in the thousands, maybe. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm leaning towards you. I huh? think I'm going with John McLaren as Star Lord. Wow. Because we are in his shoes the entire time. And there's some things that this Star Lord has to do that um, is super emotional. And, um, yeah, great performances all around. Great but. performances. The audience has chosen. And honestly, it was close. But John McLaren wins for best performance. And shout out to him because he really did. He 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 fought for this thing. And yes, he did. Man, congratulations to you. And I'm gonna say this right now because yeah. people are going to eventually say this when it comes out. Sure. Him coming on the show definitely has no bearing. Uh, my, my not vote, to uh, me. It does not influence it me did at everything all. For me. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. And you can fight me. <laughs> fight me in the streets. No. Yeah. And to me, there was this. Um, to me, that interview did change things because there was a moment when we talked, and you will all hear this uh, in January, where it's like, oh, you also had to support. Right. Like you also had to elevate these other voices along Mm. in this game. And those moments we speak of, I think, are impactful because John's there. For sure. So it's about being a team player as well. I think. um, Yeah, I think I think John takes this one. Hell yeah. There's also something uh, This is not to, you know, uh, Jason Kelly's performance as Colt. There's a moment in that game, though that breaks something for me. And it's something that we'll definitely talk in a post show mm. that I actually don't like about that character uh, yeah. or, 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 or and, and that's what kind of held it back. But again, that's for like a post show. It's not for the real show. Anyway. And I, I do appreciate how yeah. the other half of our nominees are like, those characters are their legacy. Yeah. And they've been killing it in those roles for forever. Yeah. Like, dude, J- uh, David Bateson as Age of 47. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Ratchet and Clank. And that voice is absolutely iconic. And James Taylor hits it. So, yeah, like th- these performances were like, you, you can toss any name out there and you say, it's this one. I- I'd agree with you because I think this year yeah. was the toughest year for performances. And I, I have no doubt about it. Every year it will be super tough. Yeah, it- They're only getting better and better. Kyle, here's the second to last. Oh, boy. Award to give. 
Oh, boy. Most anticipated game of 2022. I know I've said it's <laughs> the previous ones are hard. Uh, who? Uh, I, can you self the who? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. you do it all the time. Uh, <laughs> most anticipated game of 2022, the nominees are Horizon, good God, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West from Guerrilla Games, Elden Ring from From Software, God of War Ragnarok from Sony Santa Monica, Gotham Knights from WB Games Montreal, Sifu from Slow Clap, and Forspoken from Luminous Productions. <sighs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Kyle, I want to ask you, what yeah. you th- who do you think won? this award before you give your choice and why you chose it i speak with uh, your heart speak with your heart what do i think what do i think the audience went with Mm -hmm. i feel like our audience probably went with elden ring okay i feel like there's a lot of from fans that listen to our show it's true. And rightfully so. They're excited for Elden Ring. And I think the votes reflect that. What do you think, Juan? What in your heart of hearts do you want to win, Kyle? Uh, this is this is tough because I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. Yeah. I feel like this list will be our game of the year list next year. Really? I <laughs> Unless something comes out that is yeah. like a surprise, I can see all the all of these hitting pretty hard okay. for us. Okay. Um, as much as I love God of War Ragnarok, as much as I am a fan of WB Games' Batman universe, it's got to be Horizon Forbidden West. Wow. Every little thing that I see has me more excited. I have been waiting for some more Horizon for a very long time. Yeah. And it's I realize it's the closest out of all of these, but... I it's I'm no less excited for it. It's, Fair enough. It's amazing. Okay, Kyle. Mm-hmm. The audience chose. What about you? Hold on. What's yours? Uh, I got. I gotta say. I gotta oh, say this. Oh, oh. It leans oh. into what I'm about to oh, say. Okay. You thought Elden Ring. I yeah. would have thought the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Oh, it's not. It's not even second. <gasps> oh, okay. But the masses has spoke. Uh huh. And the masses say God of War Ragnarok. Oh, that makes me that makes me happy. Forty one percent of that. Because that's my that's my second choice. The second voice, or sorry, the second choice is audience choosing is Horizon Zero Dawn. Sorry, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And then third is Elden Ring. Okay. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. Right. Uh. So for me. I when I look at this list, I do see our game of the year list in terms of Horizon, Elden Ring, and if God of War actually comes out this year. Okay. Right? Like I see the bulk of that. Yeah. But to me in my heart of hearts, Kyle. Yeah. I don't think God of War is coming out this year. And I or sorry, next year. And I'd be very surprised if they actually do hit. Mm-hmm. So to me. I'm actually going with Horizon Forbidden West as my most anticipated game of next year. And maybe that is because it's coming out so soon. But in all honesty, Kyle, in all honesty, mm-hmm. it's the reason why the show exists is Horizon yeah. Forbidden, or sorry, for Horizon Zero Dawn. And yeah. I 
when I think of Horizon Forbidden West, I think of those memories that are the same reason why I love this franchise so much. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Horizon Forbidden West is our most anticipated game of 2022. But it's awesome to see how much love is out there for all of these choices. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, three of these are coming out in the same month, <laughs> February. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I mean, like, I'm I'm sure it's probably on the lower sl- side of these choices. Yeah. Um, But Forspoken, every single time I see it, has me more hype for it. It's kind of like what um, I was listening to Ains on the Bitcast, which you all yeah. should check out. He's like, I hear that game, podcast is the breath of the wild, the podcast. I've actually heard that's actually when he when he when he's like talks to me, when he's giving me the pitch yeah. of the show, which uh-huh. he does every time. He's just like, yeah. this show, when I think about it, is the breath of the wild of podcasts or yeah. he's like, or it's like far cry of podcasts mm-hmm. without the guns. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fair. And I think that's yeah. a fair. That's a fair yeah. comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But like he said, like first spoken to him, he's like, this could be a nine or this could be a five. Like he, he's looking at it. He's like, he, he's a toss up. And that's what gets me very excited for, for spoken. But yeah, I don't know where that game's going to fall either. I'm sure. more excited every time I look at it, but yeah, yeah I, I'm really curious to see where that game's going to fall. Yeah. Man, 2022. Look, going to be off to a good crazy. Start. Yeah. And God forbid, God forbid, Suicide Squad gets up here. We're going to have some problems. Or any other surprise from PlayStation yeah. or just in general. Yeah. Like, what? what is, uh, you know, spoiler alert for the next category, what is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy of 2022? Whoa! Really? No, I'm not saying that's my vote. I'm oh, just okay. saying. I'm, I'm just like, saying what is going to be the game like, that comes out of nowhere and mm, blows us away right. kind of thing. Right. Makes you think. Sorry for misleading anyone out there. It's all right. It's all right. It is yeah. the moment we've all been waiting for. What oh is the game of the year for the trophy room in 2021? Talk about them nominees, son. The nominees for the Trophy Room Awards Game of the Year 2021 are as follows. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal. Returnal from Housemark, Deathloop from Arcane Studios. Kina, Bridge of Spirits from Ember Labs. And Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Insomniac Games. Oh, and Death Door from Acid Nerve. Hot damn. Hot damn. There's been a lot of great games here tonight. A whole lot. But Kyle, what do you think? In your heart of hearts, Kyle, is your game of the year for 2021? This one I've known for a while. Oh, really? There's no surprises here. I've known what my game of the year has been for literally months now. Wow. And it's some have come close. Mm-hmm. Some have come really close to overtaking it. But Returnal from Housemark is by far my favorite video game of 2021. 
Why? Why is it Returnal? Why not? Hands, hands down. You, you are the narrative guy. So I, I was actually I like pinging you on Guardians. Yes, and th- that that's what I mean when it comes to games that have come close. Guardians have uh, came very close. But the thing that I think brought it down a little bit is I didn't have the most fun gameplay wise. Okay. When it comes to Guardians. Um but w- with Returnal, the learning process that I had of being really awful at this game to then carving my path, knowing what I'm good at with that game, knowing which weapon I want, I need to use in order to continue shout out to the hollow seeker. Um, and the parasites that, that help my builds mm-hmm. and, and feeling like a God going through those rooms with all the enemy projectiles going through you and not getting hit once. There's something so good, and you feel so good doing it. Um, and again, going back to Celine and her story, and the way the narrative is, I thought would be weird going into those houses and get like a first person, yeah, story bits throughout. Yeah. But they every single time you would do that, something really cool would happen, and that would make me think, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Why is Celine? in this predicament um and some of the best boss battles i've had in a long time um yeah returnal from housemark is by far my favorite of 2021 and that is where my nomination goes yeah for me it was an absolute toss-up i think if we put like the biggest surprise it is guardians of the galaxy yes hands down the best yeah uh, go go back to like e3 when that was first shown off I was the one that was like, hey, you guys are being too hard in this game. Yeah. It looks rad. Yeah. And now we're we're here and you're like, yeah, this is one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. And honestly, one of my favorite superhero games is period. Yeah, absolutely. And so like when I take a look at like Kina, it's a it's a it, uh, the a great first showing. But I don't know if it does it enough for me to say that's my game of the year. Right. Yep. I think Death's Door, again, great combat-wise. Yes. But there's something that doesn't hook me as much as, you know, something like Deathloop or something mm-hmm. like Returnal or something like uh, Guardians or Ratchet. Yeah. Um, And when I think of Deathloop, I, I go, wow, this game is genius in what it's trying to tell you and how you move about the the level. But at the same exact time, I actually think like games like, hitman kind of do that a little bit better and tell it a little bit better and a little bit indirectly and sure. when games tell you things indirectly and you get them i think that is wow that yeah. is incredible yeah for me Deathloop is is great i was having a great time yeah but like the last third or so i think kind of fell apart for me and yeah. the ending left a sour taste in my mouth and when it comes to ratchet and clank it's really great but I don't think it has the lasting power that a Returnal or a Guardians has in terms of like when I think about Guardians and when I think about uh, Returnal, I am literally psyched and I want to play those games again. Where like Ratchet and Clank, I'm like, yeah, that's a great game, but I don't really have a desire to touch it again. Whereas like I think about a Returnal DLC, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm hyped. Mm-hmm. When I think about a possible sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, yes, please, I need more of this. Yeah. And so... 
you know, we've often given games the game of the year for the narrative. And I think every single year it's been that case. And, you know, when I say what is the game of the year, it has to be engaging, right? It doesn't have to necessarily every turn has to be fun. It has to be getting you immersed in that action and taking you out of the world itself. It doesn't have to make the next generational leap in, in design. It just has to get you engaged and entertained, Mm -hmm. right. And immersed in that moment to moment, whether it's it's story or whether that's action. So to me, Kyle, Uh the winner of game of the year, 2021 as of December 13th as of December 13th 2021 as this is being recorded is absolutely returnal congrats house mark is it she oh yeah you're supposed to do that at the yeah. every single one <laughs> oh, first and last yeah yeah the yeah, reason sh- why it's returnal house mark for sure shout him out is Man, oh man, did it do something that Hitman did, which make me fall in love with a genre I didn't know I loved? Yeah. And so, like, going to Hades, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I know the basic tenets because I played Returnal, and now that is, like, that is the the standard that I see all types of, you know, roguelike games. It's like, yeah. Returnal is it. And so, to have me fall in love with a genre is actually, to me, more reminiscent of why I love From Software so much, why I love Bloodborne so much. Yes, we'll even mention it on this. Um, because it got me to fall in love with a genre. Yeah. And, and so... Yeah, I, I, going off of that, the opposite for me, where not a fan of hard games. Yeah. But because Returnal got me so immersed in it and I saw it from beginning to end and I fell in love with the, the concept and the gameplay loop and the difficulty led me to want to surprise you with me plat- platinuming Bloodborne. Aww. It's led to me having a newfound love for a Souls-like game and why I'm excited to play Elden Ring yeah. is, is me finding the triumphs in difficulty led to my favorite moments of gaming this year and a lot of that was in Returnal. Yeah. And uh and yeah, I to me I I I think this is a game that's going to get overlooked by a lot of folks because it doesn't have I think the budget that most of these games have. I think uh, you know the only ones that probably have a smaller budget are Kina and uh Death Store, but to me I I I do think what it's able to achieve and what is Housemark's first outing of what is a triple A game, they 100% nail and I think they sometimes out Kojima Kojima with some of the turns that they make narratively. And yeah, I want to go back to Atropos so much. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy that we've fallen in line here. Now, the audience does say it's Guardians of the Galaxy. And no fault in that choice at all. Absolutely. Like it is extremely close between those two for me. In fact, if you told me any of these games are your game of the year or something outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. I get it. Yeah. If you're like, Joe, how did you pick anything that wasn't Psychonauts? It's like, no, I get it. If that's the thing you love, that's the thing you love. Yeah. And don't, you don't need to defend it. 
Do you don't yeah. don't worry about it. It's it's your game of the year. That's why it's yours. Yeah. Right. If you were um, to tell me Metroid Dread was your game of the year. I get it. Yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. And to me, Kyle, if I could be really, really crazy, oh, if I had to think of my top three games this year. Yeah. To me, it is at number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. At number two, it is uh, Metroid Dread. And that was the thing that had me up and down. Yeah. It was like between Metroid Dread and Returnal, which one am I picking? Because there is now something as I'm getting older in age, I'm <laughs> appreciating that raw gameplay, that raw challenge, that endorphin rush, that when I mm-hmm. beat that one boss, I'm like, that's what I did. Who yeah. do you think you are? I am moment. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. What were that's your awesome. like top three before we end the show? Uh, yeah. So it would probably go Returnal. Followed pretty closely by Guardians. And then I think number three. Man, oh, man. Number three, I think I'm going to go with Emily's Away 3, which is a PC oh, wow. game. But that game uh, holds a very special place in my heart. Mm. Uh, Cry Counter number four. Uh, <laughs> the I was up for probably close to an hour sitting here bawling my eyes out after that game ended because of how attached, literally attached to these characters that I was communicating with in game um, beyond special. But yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Uh, Returnal walks away with, as I'm counting right here, it's walking away with over six wins tonight. Hey, Congratulations, awesome. Housemark. You stole this gosh dang show. And yeah, uh, f- wow. Uh, uh, the amount of different winners that are up here as well. B- big shout out to games like It Takes Two and yep. Kina and Life mm-hmm. is Strange, Tales of Arise, Hades, Far Cry, uh, Hitman 3. Awesome. Awesome yeah. to see an array of different wins yeah. from different and categories. A huge thank you to the over 1,900 of you who voted in this year's awards, making it our most successful award show yet. Right. As far as like uh, turnout of voting, um, we love and appreciate you all very much for your input. And if your favorite did not win, don't be sorry because that is still your favorite. All so your hate love- mail goes to at Mr. K step on Twitter. Yell at him. Say the worst things. <laughs> yeah. It said, no, you know what? Even better. Send me an email at, Mr. Ksep at asksjeeves.com. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, love what you love. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. Um, video games are awesome. Yes. And that is why these awards are the way they are. It's just a celebration of these devs, celebration of these games. That's what it's all about. Yep. Man, what a what a what a terrific show we had. Terrific here, show. Yeah. With that said, we close out this show like we always do. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out? Sure. I'd like to spotlight myself, Mr. K-Step on Twitter or S. Jeeves now, I guess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) PSN, Xbox, all the things, Mr. K-Step. If you want to follow the indie game coverage that I do over at 61indie.com, that's S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E. We are, in fact, going to be rolling out our Game of the Year stuff over there very soon. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And if, uh, I do want to shout out someone, spe- uh, uh, specifically, 
it was a weird interaction I had. So I was in Philly for PAX Unplugged. Okay. And I was wearing uh, the trophy room sweatshirt yeah. out and about in the city. And when I went to the Reading uh, Market Terminal, I, th- I believe it's called, which is like a really cool like uh, food place indoors with a lot of different things. And I went to a cookie shop, was buying some cookies. And the guy was like, hey, nice shirt. It's awesome. It's awesome. Whatever. I was going, oh, thanks. And I didn't say thanks for listening. Like, hey, I'm Kyle. I'm one of the co-hosts. Yeah. So a uh, person who sold me delicious M&M cookies at the at the market. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, thanks for shouting out the shirt. And uh, yeah, just thanks to everyone just in general for all the love we've received this year, because this year has been wild. Um, Absolutely. In many, many different ways. And uh, I, I thank you so much. Cry counter five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt. You can find this show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And uh yeah, thank you for making this the biggest award show that we've done to date. Hopefully next year we're able to lock down Sting and Imagine Dragons, but until then, you can find us. I thought over- we weren't referencing other shows. I said I'd get one in there and I did. Oh, okay. I said I'd limit All myself right. to one. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. we can roll out Podhead next year. Who knows? Uh, yeah, there you go. There's two. <laughs> Kyle, you know, everybody could follow us over at Apple Podcasts, where you can rate us five stars. And remember, if we hit over 300 five-star reviews over on the U.S. charts, we will maybe be giving away, uh, you know, a Horizon Forbidden West copy Ooh. PS5 on PS5. Hey. Maybe if we hit over 400 worldwide, Maybe, and just maybe, we also give away a copy of Elden Ring on PS5. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty rad. And again, five stars on Apple Podcasts really does help us out. Grows this big, beautiful family that we call home here at the Trophy Room. And yes, thank you all so much for making our 2021 the best year in Trophy Room history. And as for the next year, it's going to be even bigger, badder, and uncut. Like you know, because that's that's a soft park reference, I think. No, right? I got you. I got you. All right, there you go. Everybody, with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wins about you. Keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. Bye bye. Bye. Love you.